What is up? I'm Miguel Antonio, and you're listening to the Run With It Daily Podcast. It's episode 44. It is April 7th, the day after How to Start a Fire, re-released and dropped back out into the world. That's been so exciting. Uh, and, and yeah. So today has been a, a fun day, more back in the studio. As you notice, the sound is a lot better. Uh, we've been out and about doing a bunch of different things, Daniel and I, uh, while uh, Matt works to recover from a hernia, uh, which is, yeah, yeah, it's it's coming soon. He's trying to get better so he can get on the stages that we'll be doing and playing here very, very soon. Uh, today, I wanted to start a little mini-series within the series of Run With It Daily, uh, where I break down the EP, uh, the story overall of the How to Start a Fire EP, and then the stories behind each song that's on the EP itself. Uh, but before we do that, going to jump into some of the day-to-day. Today, had some great interviews prepping for next week to drop two new podcasts for Live and Create. So if, if you've been following but you don't know yet, uh, we have another podcast called Live and Create. It's where I talk with artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. And it's it's just a fun experience getting so many different people, uh, different musicians, different artists, people in different fields of business, uh, the cannabis industry as well. We just had someone on there have another guest uh, coming up here soon that is working in the cannabis industry. Uh, so so many interesting things <laughs> happening in there. So make sure you check it out. You can go to runwithitband.net, runwithitband.net and click uh, Live and Create Podcast. Go follow it wherever you listen to your podcast at and check it out. Uh, today I had great interviews with my friend Mitch Gray, who is a business consultant. Uh, he was a touring musician for years, lost his voice, and that propelled him down a whole new road of becoming an author. He just dropped a book back in August and uh, consulting other businesses. He had some great insight on creativity. We talked about creating a culture of of creativity within a band or within a business and trying to apply it all across the board. And then also had Will Mackey, uh, who is a visual artist based out of Kansas City. And, uh, and Mitch is out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. But uh, Will is based out of Kansas City, great visual artist, great musician. And his story of tenacity and of ha- people literally telling him he'll never make a living in the arts world. And then now he has his own business where he makes his full living <laughs> in the arts world. It was super inspiring. And so their their podcast dropped next week. And, and yeah, so make sure you guys check that out. Now, as far as the EP goes, one, I want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for streaming it. Thank you for following on Spotify. We see you on there following. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing it, helping get the word out, because we literally, literally can't do uh, that without you. But again, I'm going to go ahead and tell the story, uh, a little bit of the behind the scenes of how to start a fire, the, the whole EP itself. And then uh, from there, again, the, in the coming days, I will break down the story behind the other songs. You also see some other content if you follow us at Run With The Band anywhere, at Run With The Band, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that. You'll see some other videos and, and things we'll be doing to help get the word out. Uh, but How To Start A Fire for us was a, was a critical piece. We had released a, an album before that, but the album itself I was hell-bent on trying to get as many songs as possible on the album. This is the one before How to Start a Fire. And we started working with a producer, uh, my friend Josh my friend Josh Gleave, and he's based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And I, I told him I want to do a full-length album. And, and he said, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you should uh, do less 
less songs and spend more time, money, and energy into making a few songs really good. And I was like, no, we're going to make all the songs. And so we did. We did that. And with our budget meant we didn't have a lot of time in the studio. So we ended up rushing through everything. <laughs> and uh, and in the CD itself, like at the moment, we were proud of it, but it felt like within a day, it just didn't hold up. Uh, it didn't do the songs justice. And we learned a huge, huge lesson out of that. And out of that time, uh, I started writing, started writing more and more, ended up writing about 60 songs and putting them uh, putting them in like a folder and sent those to Josh Gleave. And I said, I want to do another song, but let's do it the way that you said. Let's let's put all of our time and energy into just a few songs. And he was like, thank you. Thank you for finally listening to me. It's kind of Josh and I's MO, as you'll hear in some of these stories, uh, working together was more like him telling me something, me disagreeing because I can be hard-headed uh, or focused. You, you, we could say focused. Um, and then me coming back and being like, damn it, you were right. <laughs> uh, but, but anyways, we, I sent him the songs and he, uh, and he helped sift through all the different songs and find the best ones in there. And that's, those are the songs that made it on the EP itself. And then we just, we thought about maybe recording here in Kansas city, the place we had recorded at. Uh, but it was actually my wife's, she, she suggested to, to go out to Nashville just to where we can, we can have an entire week where our heads are completely in the studio and completely in the music and completely in just just the vibe of creating and and creating something that that hopefully would last and hopefully would hold up. And so we got in the tour van and instead of going to shows, we drove into Nashville, Tennessee, ended up eating a whole bunch of chicken, whole bunch of hot chicken because their hot chicken's amazing down there. Uh, a whole bunch of laughter sitting in the studios as we uh, just shot back back and forth different ideas. And then from there, uh, started laying down the tracks and started working. Uh, and before that, there was actually a lot of pre-work that we did uh, before even going to Nashville. And so Josh, as a producer, he started mocking up basically uh, like mock tracks, uh, essentially. Like, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that. And he'd send it to me. What do you think? And having this dialogue, a back and forth dialogue of stretching the ideas, expanding on the ideas that I originally sent to him. Because all the song ideas that I sent to him were on acoustic guitar and my voice. I mean, it's very, very stripped down. There was maybe a few that we did as a band, uh, but even then, still very uh, rudimentary uh, versions of the songs themselves. And that, that's one reason we, we chose to work with a producer, and that's one reason I still work with a producer. Uh, like, Matt Richards is our producer on the upcoming stuff that's going to be dropping in the fall, and... And it's been a brilliant, it's the same kind of thing where I can bring songs to him and then he can catch a vision that's even bigger than what I saw. And then together uh, we're able to cre create something that that really we wouldn't be able to get to on our own. And so Josh and I had that dialogue, sending tracks back and forth to each other. Uh, and so by the time we got into the studio, though, we, we had a pretty solid idea of the direction we wanted to go. And he had a clear vision of helping craft where we want to go. And because over the years we had built up a trust, uh, we, we all sat back and really just allowed him to guide that whole process. And... And it, it, was, it was spectacular for us. And, and then we decided to release I Need a Light as a single that was part of the, the EP, How to Start a Fire. Uh, we were going to re we released that in September and then we we're going to release the whole EP in October. <laughs> and so we started pushing I Need a Light out there. 
and getting prepped to drop the whole EP in that that October. And Josh encouraged us encouraged us to to wait. He was like, "What if you put more energy now into just pushing this song? I need a light. What if you put everything you had?" into pushing it and connecting it with as many people as possible. And we were also hitting the road a ton so we could push that as a single and encourage people to start start getting ready because the EP is coming out. So we ended up pushing it all the way to March of the next year. And, and it, it paid off incredibly so. So when we launched the EP in March, uh, for us, it, I mean, we had not a lot of money behind us. And we that first day, we hit number 66 on the iTunes charts um, there were it, and we were, we were super surprised. Like I woke up to Josh texting me, uh, a, a screenshot of, of that hitting a, I hitting number 66 on the alternative charts on iTunes. And, and I was just shocked. And what it was, it was all the fans. It was all the fans that we had met on the road and all the fans that we had met through online stuff, just like this, just like we're meeting you right now. <laughs> and, uh, and all these fans and our street team, Daniel Cole took that time to develop a street team as well called the runners. Uh, all of it working together helped lift that to a whole other place that we didn't imagine we could get to at that moment. And so one of the biggest lessons we learned was, uh, like to do more with less, uh, do less songs, but pour, pour more energy into it, pour more money into it. Cause unfortunately in, in this world, uh, the amount of money you have kind of depends the amount of re the amount of things you can bring into the song and the amount of time you can spend tweaking and making sure the song is as best as possible. And the other thing, the biggest thing we probably learned out of that whole endeavor is to take your time to invest in you guys to invest in our fans to invest in the community that's building around our music because again we couldn't have pushed it out there without all of you guys doing that kind of work for us and helping us in in helping spread the word and so that's that's where we're coming back on the scene now that we're finally back here in 2022 now that we finally got how to start a fire re-release. We wanted to get it out to you. Uh, so you have something uh, to listen to, something to share so that uh, hopefully as new fans come in, as we start hitting the road again, uh, we start, we actually go, we have some out of town gigs uh, in July and then in the fall, looking to get back on the road as well. Uh, there, we wanted there to be a foundation of music that people could connect with. And we really do believe in these songs still. And that, that's been the other part is that it's held up. It's held up for us. And it seems like as we're already getting feedback from other people, uh, people on Snapchat, people on Twitter, getting text messages. I'm so glad you guys released this, re-released this, put it back out there. And again, thank you for those uh, messages <clears throat> that it's held up in its impact. And uh, and so we're we're excited that this is the foundation here. We're going to be doing a lot of content around it, uh, trying to gain in new fans. So if you're out there and you you love this album, maybe it's a particular song, maybe it's the EP itself. Uh, please uh, text that to a friend, share it, uh, do whatever you can as we we're trying to bring more and more people into the fold on the team, uh, and hopefully into the runners as well, the the street team. And, and get ready for the two new tracks we have coming out the in fall of 2022. And a lot of our conversations now as a band are centered around the this idea of creating. And if you listen to the podcast yesterday, Daniel's been breaking down some really great ideas as we go into this next season of writing. Because in 2023, uh, one, we're going to be back on the road more and more and more. Uh, and two, we're going to be releasing even newer tracks in 
I think as a sense with Matt coming back, coming into the band as producer, but then now as guitarist, um, we're just seeing things kind of shift and mold and all of us are in a different place as well. So we're excited about where that music's going to go uh, in the end. So yeah, that's a little tidbit of, of how to start a fire and what was going on behind the scenes, uh, a tidbit of working with a producer and, and the joys of that. It, it's been amazing. Like I love Josh and hopefully we'll be working on other stuff with him in the future. He's out there writing a bunch of songs for famous people <laughs> now and doing a killer job. And uh, and but he actually, if you want to hear some more, we actually talk about some of these details on the Live and Create podcast as well. Uh, he is episode. I'm going to pull it up right here. Uh, it's a few episodes back, but Josh Gleave is episode 73, and I'll drop that link in the podcast notes as well. So uh, yeah, go check out. Uh, our conversation centers around what he's up to now centers around what we learned during the process what we were all learning at the time because he was growing and learning Uh, he's still growing and learning but like at the time he was still kind of wrapping his mind around developing bands uh, which he's brilliant at Uh, yeah it was great you guys have a great uh, have a great night and tomorrow I will break down a little bit of the story of I Need a Light uh, the first track on the EP thanks